Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. So glad to bring you this fresh episode straight from Europe. Oh, what a gift. Take a listen. I pray it will provoke you. It will prepare you. It will encourage you and awaken you. We need this awakening from him so deeply in this hour of history. So encourage others and share it with them. And I pray that you'll stay with us here on Tent Talk Podcast. In recent gatherings in my school here in Poland and uh, with uh, the group that uh, I called The Vault, uh, which I'm going to use that name, I believe, many other times for many other groups, Uh, But this past September, I had a very strong, powerful group of eight folks uh, who spent time with me, and I spent time with them, and and God had me call it the vault. And then uh, here at my school in Poland, and probably I've done some things here on the podcast and maybe over on my Facebook group, uh, The Producer's Way, uh, speaking about uh, the intensity uh, of what is called metanoia. And metanoia is the Greek word for repentance. But how many times have we so watered down uh, what repentance really is? It is such a gift. It is a powerful gift from God to us. Metanoia doesn't just mean I feel bad for something that I did that was bad. But you know, then it it lifts and I forget about what I did and then I move on and continue to do the same things again and again. Metanoia, uh, the true word for repentance, means a striking change of mind, which results in a striking change in direction. Like I'll never be able to live the same way again. I'll never be able to function the same way again. I'll never be able to think the same way again, or see things the same way again, never, ever, ever. And why? I didn't just wake up smart one day. I heard his voice. And the light of his truth and of his being and of who he is and how he sees things, because he sees things as they actually are, He speaks to us about things as they actually are, and then we get to decide if we're going to adapt to him. Truth is a person. Truth is the person of Jesus Christ. And when he speaks, just like he did to Paul, when he was Saul on the road to Damascus, Jesus didn't say, why are you persecuting my church? He said, why are you persecuting me? You see, Jesus considers that he's one with his church. His church belongs to him. He bought her with his blood. She is his body, right? The 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 very expression of himself in the earth. I don't know all that church has become, my friends, but I'm pretty sure most of it is about to go down. Even those parts that were once of him, he says, I'm done with the expression of myself in that particular way, right? In those particular cultures, move with me now. A striking part of metanoia is you hear him. This is the deep 
core of our consistency, my friends, in moving with him. Have you heard him? Has the gift of metanoia come to you? Not just you feel bad for something that you did that was wrong. Have you had the encounter with him, not just once, but continuously, an abiding encounter where again and again you have the privilege of hearing his voice? It breaks in on you in darkness, confusion, apathy, in your success and where you're just about to get comfortable with where you are and how things are going feeling that maybe you've just arrived and you're in a plateau place. My friends, we're not plateauing. We are moving with him. We are moving together with him. We have our movement and our being in him, the word says. And this movement, as it was in Paul's life, came because Paul said, I have not been disobedient to the heavenly vision. You see, what Paul saw in the early chapters of Acts 9 continued to grip him all the way through up until as he's, and of course beyond, but in where he's having the conversation with King Agrippa in Acts 26. In many translations it reads, I have not been disobedient to the heavenly vision. I have not been disobedient to what heaven showed me. I have not been disobedient to what heaven told me. You see, my friends, that's not just some stale doctrine that we use in debates and arguments and social media shenanigans. (laughs) Shenanigans, my friends, mischievous dealings. No, Now, this is our doctrine himself, Jesus Christ, who speaks to us, and we are forever riveted to him. And when apathy, confusion, darkness, success, anything begins to creep in, the striking metanoia arises. Oh, this is a necessary gift for the awakened church to awaken to him. Metanoia, what a gift. To have this depth of conviction granted to us because of his goodness. Whatever people have done to you, my friends, and whatever you've done to others, let it bow to the person of Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. Let it be truly dealt with his way so that you may get up. This is part of what Jesus said to Saul after he spoke to him, blinded him. And he said, why are you persecuting me? And Paul is like, what do I do, Lord? What? And Jesus speaks to him and says, get up. Stand to your feet. I am about to show you things that you will endure as my assistant. I mean, this is just so very powerful. I want to type in here and see if I can't pull it up because the, the, the words are so riveting as Paul speaks 
to King Agrippa in Acts 26, recounting the metanoia conversation that he had with Jesus uh, back in, that was documented in earlier chapters uh, of the book of Acts. So here's where it says in Acts 26, uh, 14, uh, I'm sorry, starting in verse 13, says, while traveling on the road at noon, your highness, highness, I saw a light brighter than the sun flashing from heaven all around me and those who were with me. We all fell to the ground and I heard a voice speaking to me. Now listen, it's, it's important to understand that the same light may come to everybody. Everybody may fall down. But what Jesus speaks directly to you, my friends, is for you. And it will grip you in the days coming. It will bring conviction and courage. It will bring to you. Uh, the willingness and the absolute ability to live as a nonconformist. You are not going to be in a herd mentality. You see, those who will be true nonconformist, it's because they're being conformed uh, to Jesus Christ. Christ is actually being formed in them. Therefore, you're a nonconformist. I can't conform to the world, and I surely will not conform to religion the horrible counterfeit of life with Christ. And so his voice comes to you in metanoia. It comes to you. And others may look at you oddly and say, what happened to you? <laughs> Why are you talking like that? How, how do you think like that? And you're like, well, there was this light that came to me and pierced me. And now I see things as he sees them. I, I've had an utter exchange of mind and thought and vision. And therefore, that light now lights my path, is a light to my feet as I walk with him. So this voice came to Paul when he was Saul. And he said, I heard a voice speaking to me saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You are only hurting yourself when you resist your calling. Verse 15, and I asked, who are you, Lord? And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Get up and stand to your feet, for I have appeared to you to reveal your destiny and to commission you as my assistant. You will be a witness to what you have seen and to the things I will reveal whenever I appear to you. Verse 17, I will rescue you from the persecution of your own people and from the hostility of the other nations that I will send you to. And you will open their eyes to their true condition so that they may turn from darkness to the light and from the power of Satan to the power of God. By placing their faith in me, Jesus continues, they will receive the total forgiveness of sins and be made holy taking hold of the inheritance that I have given to my children. <laughs> so this is Paul now, you know, he's just finished like quoting like, like Jesus. These were the words of Jesus to me and they emblazoned inside of me and I can repeat them under any circumstances and at any time. My friends, this is different than trying to memorize scripture. This is the gift of metanoia. 
he has spoken to me. And his voice was like a fire. And it wrote his heart and words within me. And I can speak them at any moment because he has brought me into deep agreement with him. Oh, my friends, the awakened church needs this gift, this gift, this striking fire of his voice. Mm. And I love it. So then Paul says in verse 19, so you see, King Agrippa, (laughs) I have not been disobedient to what was revealed to me from heaven. My friends, if we're going to be truth tellers today, and oh, we need to be, if we're going to be those who awaken and we will speak what he has said to us, we will no longer be asleep, meaning we will no longer be silent in the face of evil in whatever form and fashion it may come. My friends, we are his church. We are his sons. We are his bride. We are his temple. Now, in all of those things, don't go gender on me. Stay in the spirit with me so that you can understand that this is all these words, bride, sons, temple, body, is showing just how close they mean to live, how much oneness and agreement that I say what he says because I truly have come to believe And now they are literally integrated and texturized within me. And when I speak, I'm not going to throw God under the bus. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we're like, well, now God told me to say this. You know, I would never say this myself. But, you know, God is making me say these things. No, 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 no. 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 I am in full agreement with what he's saying And therefore, in obedience to him and agreement with him, I will release that word, come what may. Do you understand the difference? Let's don't be throwing God under the bus to save our own skins. I mean, are you not in agreement with him? Have you not needed that word yourself before you released it to other people? We must be the awakened church, no longer silent, no longer asleep. How is it anyway that we were persuaded to stay asleep in the face of such things that have been happening? How is it, my friends? Do we not understand that we have been reconciled to him for him and gladly say, Father, now make me useful to you? Hmm? Hmm. Maturing sons will talk like this. Because the son's life inside of us begins to break open. And we want to be those who understand metanoia and the courage that will come with it. So that whether anyone goes with us or not, that we will continue to gladly say what the Father is saying. That we, like Paul, We'll be able to say we've not been disobedient to what he told us. You know, often I listen to things that uh, provoke me on purpose. I listen to things that I know will provoke my thinking 
in the direction of what the Father is saying. And one of the people that I've read over the years and read about is Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who would not be silent. And I think I would have to say that it's possible that Diedrich may have been more grieved over the silence of the church than the noise of the Nazis. This gripped him. He spoke to the church in his day and attempted to rally her and to bring her to attention and to awaken her. How can you be silent in the face of these things? I don't know that he considered that political. I think he considered that to be. (laughs) How can we who are born of truth, who say we live in the light, how can we become complicit with darkness no matter how good it may appear? Hmm? And I heard it said recently that Diedrich Bonhoeffer began to realize that his path was an increasingly lonely path. And eventually he would be alone with God in pursuing what God was calling him to. My friends, this is a part of being a nonconformist when you're being conformed to Christ. It's not because you set out to be an agitator. You don't set out to alienate people. My friends, people are already alienated from God. They're already separate from him. We have been sent with a ministry of reconciliation, but that's not going to be accomplished by us getting in lockstep and going in the same direction and using the same language as our adversary. Hmm? Mm -mm. No, that's not going to happen. No, we're going to go the direction of Christ we're in his train. We're, we're walking in his trail. We're walking in his way, his droga. <laughs> I think that's the Polish word for road and way. Hmm? And therefore, I, I will endure and suffer the same things as he did, as he stayed true to the Father. I'm not personally suffering. I'm in the fellowship of his sufferings to live like him, to speak like him, to have the same goal as him. Now, Jesus is the only one, Son of God, Son of Man, who could reconcile all mankind to God or make the means and way for that to happen. But we are the messengers of that, are we not? To reconcile. I'm not trying to get people to heaven. But because of Jesus, we're here to bring people home to the Father. You're going to have to tell the truth for that to happen. We're going to have to be those willing to go in that same way. We're not signing up to suffer and making martyrs of ourselves. Oh, no. No, right now I release this rally cry today to say, come on. Let's live as glad-hearted, trustworthy, jealous sons for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit because they've done something within us Ongoing, continuously deepening, strengthening, expanding within us. So, oh, this gift of metanoia, here it comes. Here it comes, my friends, on a deeper level. 
we will hear him. And I pray we'll respond to him and stay with him moment by moment, day by day. I pray that you're encouraged today, my friends. And I bring greetings to you from Poland in this fresh episode of Tent Talk. These are fresh days, invigorating days. I'll be here for another two or three days, and then I'll catch the train on Sunday into Vienna, Austria, head on to Graz, Austria, and have the opportunity to be with people uh, who are giving their lives to make an open door, a very powerful open door through their own lives for him in that whole entire region. I just get to stand with them, be a part of them. And so I pray uh, that as we continue forward, all of us together, I pray and believe for this deep gift of metanoia to come to us. And we will not be silent. (laughs) Uh, We will release the sound of sons. The sound of the Father is the sound of the sons. So For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.